The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red, and the dismal, dingy swamp of institutional blue that faces us here in the Twin Cities, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My mission, to cut through the dross and schlock of life in a fundamentally blue city. And that's a full-time job, and yet I do it one day a week. And I hold my own. That should tell you something. By the way, there's a lot to hold your own against. And, and, and we here at AM 12A, the Patriot, are here, here to help you do exactly that. So let's, uh, let's, let's get down to business, shall we? By the way, I, I was out yesterday. Brad Carlson was in for me uh, yesterday. He, uh, he pitched in. You know, we swapped days here today at my request. I didn't know I was going to be back today. Got some stuff going on in North Dakota. And it's, uh, it, was, it's been a, it was an interesting trip. I got to cover the whole gamut of the state of North Dakota last week. I mean, Dad lives in the southeast part of the state. My mom lives in the northwest. And uh, I, I take a different route every time, and I see a whole lot of, of, of just the, the people think of North Dakota as this flat, dull place. And, yeah, if you drive between Fargo and Grand Forks, it certainly is. You drive out uh, past the Terminal Moraine where the, the Ice Age dropped all of its stuff, and it's a beautiful drive not, not like the alps different in a, in, a, in a whole nother way it's it's like the mountains are uh or like the sky is is the is the beautiful part of that part of of, of north dakota as james lilacs once put it once put it it's like a painting that changes every 30 minutes or so and that's something i it's an acquired taste for some people i acquired it i mean i grew up there it's home for me Hasn't been where I lived for 35 years, and believe me, there are things about being there that I left for good reason, and there's things about moving there, or South Dakota, or Montana, or Idaho, or Wyoming, Nebraska, possibly, that are sort of attractive these days. And and one of them came to me as I was uh, driving across rural North Dakota, and I, I listened during my travels last week to two different governors uh, do press conferences. I listened to Governor Klink do a press conference as I was driving out of Minnesota via one of the, uh, I think, the public radio station. I I listened to Governor Klink, who took on the same tone he always takes on. He he sort of sounds like he's a high school gym teacher uh, lecturing a bunch of wayward eighth graders on how they need to take a shower or they're going to stink and and things are going to be they're going to develop a reputation of being an animal and on the other hand i mean he he's i mean it's it's sorry you start to get tired of being talked down to and and the worst example was a press conference last may where the governor uh handed the the conversation off to one of his bureaucrats, I think the state healthcare economist, uh, I've forgotten the guy's name, doesn't matter. He's, he's pretty interchangeable with the rest of the Waltz administration as things go. And he was asked by a reporter who 
I'm sure, got a reprimand uh, from the press officer afterwards. Got a question from the reporter. When, when are people going to be able to look at the, the code that, they, that the state used to, to come up with the model by which they were predicting the dire consequences that they, well, predicted earlier in the pandemic? And by the way, for those of you who've forgotten, uh, and, and the government of the state of Minnesota isn't certainly trying to help you remember this. Currently, we're pushing towards 1,700 people dead here in Minnesota, uh, close to 80% of them in nursing homes, which is something that needs its own reckoning. We'll talk about that in a moment here. Uh, we were supposed to be at 22,000 dead at this point, to this actually a few weeks ago, according to the governor's model. And the governor in his or the governor's state health care economist at his May pre- one of the May press conferences said, well, we don't want people looking at the code because people may use it to reach different conclusions that we reached. Which is part of what science is supposed to be. You show your work, as they used to say in high school, well, science class. We, 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 we know you can reach a conclusion. Conclusions are easy. Showing the work that you used in this case, the code, the spreadsheet, the equations you use to reach the conclusions you've reached is what makes it science. Something that we have a whole generation of people who have no, not the foggiest idea about what the scientific method actually is, is, is completely foreign to, well, an entire generation of, of well, now voters. I, I despair truly for... Uh, the millennial voters among uh, among all of us who seem to have not the foggiest idea what the scientific method is. At any rate, that was the governor's press conference, same as every other press conference he's given over the last five months, talking down, telling people what he wants them to hear and concealing the rest, which is messaging 101, but he does it in this condescending way. I like like a, like a gym teacher lecturing eighth-grade boys in the locker room, which, by the way, was his career uh, before his, his, his main job as a, as a high school gym teacher, his side hustle as a, as, a, as a National Guard NCO lecturing a bunch of 18- or 19-year-old cooks, apparently, from his experience, on uh, how not to burn the MREs. <laughs> judging by his, well, we talked about that uh, two weeks ago on the broadcast, his apparently dismissive opinion of the National Guard in which he was a former NCO. Anyway, I heard this press conference, like so many others, I was driving out of Minnesota on Monday. Later in the day, because I did the entire 600-mile one-way trip up in one sitting, I listened to North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, a Republican, considered a little bit to the center by North Dakota Republican standards, but nonetheless, he he won the election. Uh, And by the way, for those of you who like to keep up on darn trivia, uh, the husband of a high school classmate of mine. So, yes, I have in my social circle, or at least the social circle I had a few decades ago, uh, a first lady of one of America's states. So, woohoo, yay me. Anyway, uh, Governor Burgum gave a press conference about the state's current standing with with COVID. And we've talked about the radical distinctions in terms of numbers between Minnesota and its surrounding states. To wit, despite all of the media and 
Karen hyperbole about the the doom and gloom that awaited Minnesota because or uh, the our surrounding states I should say because they didn't lock down as intensely or with as much government bureaucratic control as Minnesota did that they were inevitably going to suffer catastrophic losses eventually and in fact as I've said elsewhere certainly on my blog you, you listen to some of these these Karens talking about the results that are awaiting uh, Red America someday, and they sound like fundamentalist ministers talking about the, the the hellfire and perdition that awaits sinners if they don't repent and get right with God uh, someday. And, and you, you, some of the fundamentalists, you, you listen to them, and I know some of you are out there very much on the fundamentalist side of Christianity. I, I'm I'm with you to a great extent. But you got to admit, there are people on the, the fundamentalist side that take a little bit of, shall we say, excessive glee at relating the perdition that awaits the sinners, those who, the, the unpenitent, uh, come the hereafter. And in the world of faith, there's a theological case to be made for that. And Christianity, certainly the fundamentalist wing of it, has been making that case for well, quite some time. Bringing that level of schadenfreude glee to the secular sinners who want to reopen the economy or who figured that the unintended consequences of a, of a draconian shutdown are going to be every bit as bad, perhaps worse than the, the consequences of COVID, predicting that, oh, those red state, square state rednecks are going to get theirs. Boy, as bad as New York suffered. Idaho and Wyoming and Montana and the Dakotas are going to suffer so much worse. Uh, and you remember this, what, two, three months ago when Wisconsin's shutdown was struck down by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Steve Sack, uh, the cartoonist from the Star Tribune, whose, whose name stops two words short of fully describing him. I'll leave that to your imagination. Thank you. Did a cartoon at the time showing <laughs> as stories of Wisconsinites flocking to the bars, not wearing masks, not social distancing. Put up a cartoon in the Star Tribune showing uh, the Grim Reaper sitting down on a bar stool in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, surrounded by a bunch of drunken yahoos, which is, by the way, how people like Steve Sachs see everyone who's doesn't live in I don't know Kenwood. Anyway, their death rate, by the way, in Wisconsin remains half what it is here in Minnesota. After three months. So the the claims of perdition clearly not stacking up. Anyway, back on point here. I listened to Governor Burgum of North Dakota give his uh, press conference on Monday. And it couldn't be more different. Now, Governor Burgum, highly successful uh, in the private sector. He, he founded Great Plains, one of the people who founded Great Plains Software in the 1980s, I remember when I was still in college in North Dakota, Great Plains Software was one of few places in North Dakota to get a job as a computer programmer. It started off with, I think, seven employees. A few years later, maybe 10 years ago, they got bought out by Microsoft for something well into 10 figures, making Doug Burgum, I believe, one of the few billionaires, I think maybe the only billionaire in the state of North Dakota, 
Did I mention that my high school classmate's married to him? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So he's a guy who made his bones in the private sector, has nothing to prove to anyone about his talent and ability to organize things, and yet he ran for governor and won. And he's running a response to COVID that not only has delivered much better results than Minnesota, I mean, their death rate, like Wisconsin's, is less than half of ours here in Minnesota. Less than half. Oh, and the nursing homes? More people have died at one nursing home in South Minneapolis, which shall remain unnamed, than have died in the entire state of North Dakota's nursing home system. And in fact, if you add up the fatality rate at, I believe, three nursing homes that have been reported in the news in South Minneapolis, that exceeds the death rate for the entire state of North Dakota. So clearly, they're doing something right up there. But beyond the numbers, the part that struck me, and I would love to be able to to run the audio and compare this or even talk with Governor Burgum on the air. I may try and arrange that for one of these coming weeks because have I mentioned I got a bit of a connection? High school class? No. Okay. High school classmate. Yes, I've, I've mentioned it. I just thought I'd check. I, I don't always know if I've managed to touch on this. Uh, she was, a, by the way, our homecoming queen, I believe. It's, probably if we did elections for these things, I think she would have probably been voted most likely to, to marry a billionaire. Anyway, I digress. The press conference he gave was striking to me in that as I was driving along, I thought, this sounds like an adult who's talking to other adults, people that he must respect as equals, people whose judgment, whose integrity, whose intelligence he actually respects. And am I projecting perhaps my own partisan political views? It's possible. But then he also said in as many words, and i practically quoting directly here, I didn't have the ability to record the speech, but he said, we're, we're not going to mask, uh, mandate mask, uh, wearing masks like some of our neighbor states are because, frankly, we believe North Dakotans are smart enough to make that decision for themselves. And as I went about my business up in my native North Dakota, I noticed that people in that state are wearing masks voluntarily more prevalently than people are doing it under threat of law here in Minnesota. And yeah, a lot of businesses are are asking their patrons to wear masks. And people are doing it because I know, and I know, by the way, there are those of you in the audience who say that masks are useless and they're basically face diapers and and they can make you more sick than, than, than they, they, they do more harm than good in some cases. And there's a case to be made both ways. I think, I think they do prevent you from spreading disease to other people, which is why surgeons wear them. What would they know? But the fact is, people are maintaining social distancing, masking up, not infecting others, because it's the right thing to do. And the governor realizes that, and he's been rewarded in those expectations. And it was so nice to have a governor treat me a sentient, reasonable adult with some critical thinking skills as a 
as a sentient, reasonable adult with critical thinking skills and from a sense of responsibility. What would Minnesota be like if we had one of those? 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Need windows? Why sit through three separate high-pressure sales quotes when you could get three competing quotes in less than one hour? Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of My Three Quotes. I will personally come out to your home for free. No pressure, no gimmicks, three quotes guaranteed. Visit My Three Quotes today. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget... You got kids going back to school somehow or other? Well, go ahead, sign up at am12athepatriot.com for your chance to win our $2,500 back-to-school shopping spree. And don't feel uptight. This is like good money for school. So if you're selected, we'll also give $2,500 to your school. That's the biggest prize amount to date. Make your school thankful to see you. 
You've got to go to AM1280 The Patriot and get up, sign up, get down to the store and get all the pens, pencils, markers, books, calculators, backpacks, folders, textbooks, computers, whatever you need for your kid and help out your school. Go to AM1280ThePatriot.com, sign up. For the back-to-school shopping spree, courtesy of friends right here at Salem Twin Cities, 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, action-packed show today. Oh, I should point out, I'm in for Brad Carlson. We switched today. Brad's off on assignment, meaning we switched. He's doing whatever he darn well wants today. Uh, we'll be talking later on the broadcast with three candidates in Senate District 30, actually District 37, uh, Senate candidate Brad Sanford. Uh, Nolan West, who's running on uh, the, the B-side, and Ken Wendling, longtime friend of this broadcast on the A-side. They've got a Back the Blue event coming up there as a fundraiser. Looking forward to getting involved in that this week and so much more going on here. That's uh, coming up later on in the broadcast here. I'll be talking with all three of them up in District 37. And that will lead us, by the way, in the second hour to the, the first topic in the second hour. Our uh, episode that happened yesterday up in Hugo, Minnesota, as uh, Black Lives Matter and some of their allies uh, went to Hugo to, to do a little demonstration. And things, things got a little heated. Things got a little out of hand. And no violence happened. Oh, plenty was threatened, but, but nothing happened per se. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, in the second hour here today. We'll uh, no doubt be getting Brad, Ken, and Nolan's opinions on that here shortly here. Anyway, uh, oh, by the way, this past week, the big news, uh, you've heard about this all over on our, our national broadcasts on uh, Salem's uh, weekday shows, uh, Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Dennis Prager, and uh, Larry Elder, uh, about the selection of Kamala Harris as uh, Joe Biden's running mate. And really, let's be honest, given the, uh, the, the obvious, painful mental decline of Joe Biden. I mean, she is in effect going to be the presidential candidate. She if Biden wins this election coming up this November, she will be the president of the United States uh, in fairly short order. I mean, I don't and I don't say this, by the way, with any schadenfreude in mind, with any intent to, to insult or demean Joe Biden. I I've been through the whole senile dementia process with people near and dear to me and my family. And it's a it's a terrible thing. I mean, you see a person who once was self-sufficient and sharp and, and mentally on top of things and was able to run their life. Watching their brain decay before your eyes is, is especially if there's someone you care about, is is a wrenching experience. And I, I don't wish it on anyone. It's a. It's, a, it's one of the grimmest experiences I've ever had. No way around it. And I, I'm not doing this to mock Joe Biden in any way. I mean, granted, he, his, his brain didn't always come up with original material. I mean, his record as a plagiarist is, is well documented. And, and yeah, that part I am mocking him, and I'm sorry. But, I, but his dimension, no, I'm not. Uh, but you could tell... The me- by the way, the, the, the approach the media takes to this is, is well, not surprising. Uh, the New York Times, the newspaper of record, uh, greeted the news with a front page full height above the fold photo of Kamala Harris looking a little bit like a third world 
say, perhaps North Korean wall painting of their dictator. I mean, it was it, the photographer. I'm pretty sure was glamour shots uh, on K Street. I mean, it was it was there to make her look like a simultaneously glamorous and tough and and invincible. I mean, she's staring off above the ca- above the point of view. It almost looks like a painting. <laughs> I mean, it it almost looks like her portrait in office if she if she is elected, heaven forfend, someday here. Uh, it's it's about the most flattering possible thing you can you can imagine, and it's an interesting comparison with the photo and the, the treatment of Mike Pence when he was selected four years ago as Donald Trump's running mate down in the uh, lower right corner, got about two column inches on the front page. They picked a not especially flattering photo of Governor Pence now Vice President Pence. Uh, so it it not that there was a whole lot of doubt as to the media's bias in, uh, on, the, on the whole situation. But, and, and by the way, I mean, GovTrack.org, uh, play, but which rates senators, uh, rated Kamala Harris as the most liberal senator in America in 2019, judging by the types of bills that she introduced. Uh, I, I mean, legislation to revise the official government count of fatalities from current uh, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hurricane Hugo in uh, her, no Hurricane Maria. Thank you very much. In Puerto Rico in 2017, she used the weight of her office to uh, intrude into d- disaster management uh, nuts and bolts in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, ju- a, a whole lot of, of legislative action that is fairly placed out there as far to the left. I mean, according to GovTrack, which has its own methodology for uh, reaching its conclusion, Kamala Harris was bar none the most liberal senator in 2019. Bar none. And you know that this that there is something to this because after this story came out uh, about her exceptional left-wing posture in the Senate, the Washington Post leaped to her defense saying, you know, the piece entitled, it's a it's an analysis piece, meaning basically just this side of an editorial. But uh, it, it, its headline is Kamala Harris really the most liberal senator, as Trump and gov govtrack dot org claims. And it's subtitled on one data point, yes, but that misses the holistic nature. The Trump campaign has launched a cam- uh, attack against Senator Kamala Harris of California that doesn't quite ring true to most ears. <laughs> but it, they're they're appointing themselves spokesperson for <clears throat> most ears, but is also technically backed up by data. She was ranked in 2018 by the uh, as the most liberal U.S. senator. That's according to the nonpartisan independent go- congressional tracker GovTrack.us. It's an attack the president has latched onto as Republicans try to find something to stick Harris with. But wait, how could something be true according to data, but also not feel right? See, they're going for feelings here. Kamala Harris doesn't feel all that progressive to the Washington Post, which goes on to claim politicians are more than the legislation they co-sponsor or even vote on. The positions they take outside the halls of Congress also reflect how they would make decisions. And while Harris has tendencies that lean left, (laughs) she doesn't always seem to act on them. 
And I'll go along with her to uh, with the Wapo to an extent on this. And it's not a flattering exception to the claim at all. In fact, it's even worse in my book. Yeah, she is by objective measures the most progressive uh, person in the 2019 session. We'll go along with that. One area in which she probably comes off as too, quote, conservative, end quote, i.e. not conservative at all, my humble opinion, is her record as the Attorney General of California. Now, I will point this out to you. Uh, Prosecutorial overreach is a horrible thing. One of the worst things about I've said this on the show over and over, and I'll do it again. To have a functional democracy, a self-government system in this country, we need to be able to trust the institutions of our government, and not just of our government, mind you, but of our uh, our media. We, we need to be able to trust the media to give us the whole unvarnished story, to do what the media ostensibly used to do, give us the facts and let us make up our minds uh, about what the truth of the matter is. Well, we can't trust the mainstream media, certainly not the New York Times, the Washington Post, CNN, MSNBC, to do that. And we found out during the Obama administration, we certainly can't trust the IRS or the FBI to keep its nose out of politics, to avoid uh, taking political points of view. Kamala Harris did something much worse, much worse. She defended a prosecutor who made up a confession in a very serious case, something that has put countless people onto death row over the years and is one of the most toxic things a government bureaucrat can do. And for that, I'd say she's she's unfit to be dog catcher, much less president of the United States. Uh, we're talking with the uh, District 37 candidates when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. I am Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you, a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn the truth so you can defend your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com and use promo code Minneapolis to save 20% off. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code Minneapolis. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. It's back to school time. So whether your kids will be back at school wearing masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. So let us help. Enter the back-to-school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 to help pay for school supplies and kids' clothing. Then your school gets an additional $2,500. Register for the back-to-school sweepstakes at am1280thepatriot.com. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, it's not too late to ensure a solid education for your kid this fall. With all the uncertainty ahead of the school year, it's uh, one thing, definitely, for for sure. Great education is absolutely essential for future success for your kids. So, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com to see all our partner schools and learn how we'll save you half off your first year of tuition. And if you don't see the school you're interested in our list, let us know. We'll be reaching out to them on your behalf. We've been doing this for eight years now. We've held over 130 families save money and find the best Christian education for their kids. So keep going. Go to am128thepatriot.com. Go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com and get in on it. 651-289-4488, the number to call. I'm Mitch Berg, in for Brad Carlson today. Brad filled in for me yesterday. We're swapping. We'll be back to normal next week. We're going to have a fun guest on next week. Uh, we're into campaign season, so so suddenly bookings become very, very easy. And it's a good thing because uh, we, we, get, we, we get, some great, get to meet some great people this year every, uh, every campaign season. And in fact, we're going to do that right now. Uh, we're going to be talking right now with the three gentlemen who are running to represent the, uh, the the Senate District 37 and the A and B sides, the entire uh, candidate slate in uh, District 37 in the northern suburbs. Uh, I'm joined this half hour. Let's start off with uh, 37A GOP-endorsed candidate Ken Wendling. Ken, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio doing, Network. I'm doing very well. How are you doing today? Uh, beautiful day. Beautiful day. It is a gorgeous day, and uh, I, it's one of those rare days that I think it's almost even that I'd like to be outside as opposed to down here in the bunker. But uh, great to have you here, Ken Wendling, longtime f- uh, friend of the broadcast here, along uh, with Senate candidate, uh, candidate for the uh, Minnesota State Senate in District 37, uh, <laughs> I, I, Brad Sanford. There, I got it there. Brad, <laughs> I was. there's so many Brads involved with this show. Brad, great to have you here. 
Thanks, Mitch. Nice to be here on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It truly is. And uh, I also believe, uh, you, do you have Nolan West in the uh, room with you here right now, or is he joining us later? I, I think things uh, are... He's joining us later. He's yes. on the road. That's right. Okay, we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk with uh, Nolan West in a moment, who's running on the B-side in 37. Let's start with you, uh, Ken Wendling. Uh, what that, tell us a little bit about District 37 at large, and, and of course, especially uh, House District uh, 37A. Tell us a little bit about uh, the area that you are, the three of you gentlemen, are running to represent. Okay, 37 includes the city of Blaine. We, there's a small part that's over in 38. Uh, then it also includes a small part of Coon Rapids and then two-thirds of Spring Lake Park. So we are, we're three cities, uh, we're three congressional districts, three, five, and six. Uh, so we got an amalgamated uh, group of people uh, that we get to go out and ask them to vote for us and support us. Uh, we're historically uh, a very, very active neighborhood. Uh, so we're hoping that we'll be able to garner votes to be able to get all three of us elected. So, Ken, you are running in 37A. Who is the incumbent in that district uh, right now? Aaron Cagle. Ha, a yeah. Lake, a Spring Lake Park resident also. Yep. So- I am a resident of Spring Lake Park. Okay, we'll come back to you, Ken. Uh, Brad Sanford, you are running for the Senate seat representing all of District 37. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what has uh, prompted you to, to run for Senate this go-round. Well, you know, you uh, you listen to everything that's going on, and it um, you either have to accept it or you have to step up and lead. And I've uh, been a leader my whole life, so uh, this is one of the other things that I'm, I'm looking to do is to uh, lead our Senate district and uh, – you know, I graduated from Blaine High School. Um, I uh, played college football. Uh, swore I'd never come back because of the cold weather, but uh, Minnesota has a way of just pulling you back. And uh, yep. I absolutely love it here. I have a wife and four kids. I have a small business. And so it's uh, this is my life. This is my city. And um, I'm uh, excited to uh, represent them in the future. And the incumbent in 37 is who? Jerry Newton, he's been uh, doing uh, politics for about 36 years now. Okay. So, uh, well, let's let's talk with uh, both of you, gents, about uh, what has prompted you to throw your hats in the ring. Ken, I've known you for some time, at least via social media and local politics. Uh, what has prompted you to uh, throw your hat in the ring to run for the House in 37A? Uh, can I say this episode of our lives that the world state is going through at the moment uh, with uh, the virus uh, was the biggest thing. Uh, I'm watching our state economy, uh, our nation's economy go down. Uh, We have to get people back to school. Uh, We have to get people back to work. Uh, We need to build up our economy again. And I I can't foresee it happening without my assistance of being in the house. Yeah, that's that's a big question. I'll I'll take you first, Ken, and then and then move on to Brad here, uh, Brad Sanford, in just a moment here. But but Ken, what? Tell us a little bit about the distinction. What is it that that why should why should a resident in thirty seven vote for you as opposed to the incumbent? Well, tell us a little about the contrast between you and the current occupant of that seat. Oh, uh, well, I like smaller government. I. I, you know, that's a big, that's a big reason right there. Yeah. Uh, I would not vote to support the governor whatsoever uh, because his uh, ability to make edicts that we have to follow, wearing masks, uh, staying six feet away, 
Uh, I'm a handshaker. I'm a hugger. At first, it was good for 15 days. I didn't get to see my uh, siblings. I didn't get to see my friends. And uh, I needed to come out and see people again. So its main reason is just to work in the house and get our uh, tax revenue back that we, we lost. We went from almost $2 billion. Now we're $2 billion in the hole. Uh, we have to bring the state of Minnesota back. Uh, I'm city council in the city of Spring Lake Park, lifelong resident, uh, and I'm watching small businesses, the bars, the restaurants, uh, all sitting on the edge of failing. Uh, the monies that they got from the federal government, uh, the PPP money, uh, they have to pay back. They knew that, but watching some of the restrictions coming back, that they want it back sooner, uh, it ain't going to happen. There's got to be modifications made to those rules. Let's uh, let's move on to Brad Sanford. Brad, what has prompted you to to run for Senate? Obviously, the the situation throughout the state is uh, is is heavy on on Republicans' minds as as we look to try and safely reopen the state, especially looking at how our neighboring states are doing. But uh, what's what's the contrast between you and the current incumbent and in the, in the Senate seat in District Thirty Seven? Well, I think Mitch, you will agree that uh, the the left has um, you know moved away to the progressive side, and um, they've left their a middle group of people there that are saying, "Wait a minute, what's going on here? This is not the Minnesota that I recognize." You know, some of the issues that uh, that I want to take care of is uh, teen mental health. Um, my uh, oldest daughter graduated from um, one of our local high schools here eight years ago. And within those eight years, uh, she has lost 79 of her fellow graduates. Wow. And um, the last number that I heard from her was uh, somewhere in the 20 to 22 range committed suicide. Wow. And I think we both can agree one is too many, but uh, 22, something, there's something going on that we need to take care of. And uh, when I was a branch manager at U.S. Bank in Northtown, uh, I had a peer um, that she, uh, her brother committed suicide and, um, he died July 10th of 2017. And uh, she started the I will project, yeah. um, so that she could, uh, reach out and train and educate. And, and I'd like to partner with them or a nonprofit like that and put a spotlight on what is going on and how do we alleviate the pain that these kids, um, are dealing with. Which isn't getting any better with this draconian and, and frankly ignorant lockdown we have going around. Let's. Uh, I'm going to focus a little bit on on Ken's side here. We'll get back to you, Brad Sanford, in a moment here. Uh, but I imagine you both have a, a take on this. You are one district over from the happenings in Hugo last week. Uh, last, I should say, yesterday, uh, with uh, the the demonstration. <clears throat> quote, peaceful, end quote, demonstration out in front of uh, Lieutenant Kroll's house. That's in Linda Runbeck's district. I don't believe her views on this uh, on, on this matter are especially a mystery. But you people, uh, you the three of you gentlemen, uh, Ken, Brad, and Nolan, who we'll talk with in the next segment here, uh, certainly must be hearing from your constituents, or hopefully your constituents here, about uh, about what they see happening in the cities. Is, is public safety and the preservation of order uh, a major issue for your constituents, uh, Ken Lindley? Uh Yes, it is. Uh, we had a council meeting, Spring Lake Park Council meeting, uh, a month ago, I think it was, and we had people coming to council and asking about, are we going to defend the police? 
Yes. Uh, no, Spring Lake Park isn't going to def- uh, defund the police. Uh, city of Blaine's not defunding the police. The city of Coon Rapids is not defending the, uh, defunding the police. Our sheriff, uh, James Stewart, at Fernoka County came out and said, uh, we're not defunding anybody. Uh, in fact, can I mention we're having a back to the blue? I, I was going to ask about that next. You have an event coming up Wednesday. Yes, we do. Uh, should I hold off? No, go for it right now. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, on Wednesday from 530 to uh, 8 o'clock at 2660 uh, Deer Ridge Lane in Blaine, we're having a back to blue fundraiser for SD37, and we invited uh, a whole gamut of people. I printed it out and did not bring it with me. Uh, everybody from the sheriff of Anoka County to uh, Jason Lewis, uh, Kendall Qualls, uh, Lacey Johnson, uh, of course, the 37 people and the police chiefs of our surrounding city. Yep, it's, uh, it's quite the list. I had that uh, posted here. I, I, I shut that browser down. But, yes, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a quite a list. It looks like going to be quite an event. So where can people go to find out more about the fundraiser? Uh, on the website for SD37 on Facebook has a, uh, a good uh, program for promoting that. Uh, but, no, it's, uh, we back the blue. We cannot uh, have our police uh, departments defunded. We've got to have our police departments being backed up by our, our civilian population, our elected officials. Uh, yesterday, we were out door knocking, and I spent uh, about 20 minutes with a young gentleman, and he said we have to back the blue. Absolutely. Uh, we do. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, we'll, 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 I'll post a link to both your campaign site and to the Back the Blue event here at Shot in the Dark, that info when I get a moment here uh, at the top of the hour. Ken Wendling, uh, just to make room on the phone lines, I believe we're going to move along and we'll bring in Nolan West here after the break. We'll uh, continue with Brad Sanford and talk about his campaign. We'll make sure we get to all of you here. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking with Ken Wendling, uh, who's running for the House in Senate uh, House District 37A. Brad Sanford, Senate District 37. And we'll be joined uh, by Nolan West, 37B. When we come back, this is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, the Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm, too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that were replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, 
give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. I'm on my third child and also on my third vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. I'm Christelle from Mendota Heights. Did my research on high-rated vehicle, good value, and that brought me right to Hyundai. So now I'm on my third and also my third child, uh, which brought up the need to upgrade the vehicle again. So now I'm in a Santa Fe, and Hyundai brings a lot of features to the table for not a lot of money. And considering I'm taking my kids in the vehicle, it's also a really highly rated vehicle as far as safety. So Invergrove Hyundai was able to work out just a great deal. The staff and the salespeople really did uh, close the deal for me because everyone has been just a joy to deal with. Through August 31st, get 0% financing for up to 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days on Tucson and Santa Fe. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Stop into Invergrove Hyundai or shop online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Get a $3,900 Konica Minolta copier for your business for just $1,950 through this special offer from Tops and this station. There's only one half-price copier. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. AM 12A, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions for our current guests, Ken Wendling, who's running for the Minnesota House in uh, District 37A up in the uh, greater northern burbs, Coon Rapids, Blaine, etc. Uh, Brad Sanford, of course, is running for the Senate in District 37. And also being joined now by Nolan West, who is running in District 37B. Welcome to the broadcast, Nolan West. Uh, Great to have you here, along with your colleagues. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Great. Uh, Great to have you here. Uh, We've been introduced to Ken Wendling, who's running on the A side, and, of course, uh, Senate candidate uh, Brad Sanford. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the audience, uh, Nolan West. Well, I was uh, elected to the House to represent most of Blaine. I'm the only Republican with only one city, actually, okay. which is sort of depressing because that's how bad 2018 was. Yeah. But uh, and so far, it's like I focused on transportation. I mean, people up in Blaine have the, trying to get in and out of there on Highway 65, 35W, that kind of thing has just been a nightmare. And uh, so far, I've been successful getting uh, 35W going to be finished up at the end of the year got 105th in front of the national sports center there which has millions of uh people come every year except obviously this year has been a little different uh, 2020 is not a hasn't been a good year for anyone uh but now highway 65 is my next uh thing i'm working on and i'm running for re-election again you know in the house with two-year terms we're always running yeah you so, are so, far, so good you were a bright spot uh of the 2018 uh, cycle you were one of the republicans who didn't get uh, wholesale ushered out of office in the second and third tier suburbs uh, what has what if anything has changed about the electoral landscape uh, out in the the far north burbs uh, which is where you're at coon rapids blaine uh, in that general area, Representative West, uh, what is uh, what, what's happening up there, and what how, does twenty twenty look to be any different so far? Well, we're growing like crazy. Uh, Blaine is one of the fastest growing cities in the metro, and uh, my district, my thirty seven B house district, is now the biggest one in the state in terms of just population growth because they redraw the lines every ten years. So that's been really what's been uh, 
changing the landscape. You know, I've lived in Blaine essentially my entire life. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these people I door knock when I'm campaigning knew me when I was eight years old. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's just this population growth. And with population density, generally comes a little leftward perspective on politics. But Blaine is still very much Blaine. I mean, we we like to uh, separate, you know, some people compare us to Edina, and it's like, we want nothing to do with that. Blaine's down-to-earth, regular people. Uh, we just, you know, like to live in a great community. And the National Sports Center has really been a big driver for the community up here. Yeah, people are calling it the, the Woodbury of the North. I, I mean, well, okay, I'm the only one who's ever said that. But there's comparisons, <laughs> including the occasional leftward shift of that part of the country. I mean, it used to be... Coon Rapids and that general area was moderately reliable Republican territory. Obviously, uh, the, the A side had its issues, uh, and the Senate seat is certainly. I mean, I mean, Ken and uh, Brad are running against incumbents up there. Uh, what What do from your point before we go back to Brad Sanford, uh, Nolan West? What What do Republicans need to do to prevail in what used to be fairly friendly territory for them? You know, just connect with the voters. I mean, the beautiful thing about local politics, you do the work, you're you're going to win. So it's, when I campaigned in 2018, I talked to like 12,000 people at their door, just talking to people and connecting them. You know, we have a little reputation issue with uh, how, you know, a lot of Republicans can be considered mean and rough. But uh, making sure people know, it's like, well, we care. We have we are we pursue our policies to make sure that everyone can succeed as much as possible we're not out dividing the country up into little groups we're here to bring everybody together and succeed as as one group and with our rough reputation it's about overcoming that particularly in the suburbs so uh, and one more question for you uh, before we go back to uh, to Brad Sanford. Uh, we, we've heard uh, Brad and Ken both refer to issues like, uh, on the one hand, the pandemic, the the Governor Klink's response. I'm sorry, Waltz's response to the pandemic, the the draconian policies he's uh, adopted, and on the other hand, the, the very nuts and bolts local issue of what you're going to do about Highway 65, which has always been uh, an, an interesting road to drive up and down in my 30-odd years of, of, of navigating <laughs> that stretch of road here. It, it, are, are the issues that you're seeing, that you're hearing from people as you go door-to-door, more your eternal uh, bread-and-butter issues like transportation, or are people starting to get concerned about violence in, in the city? Are they starting to get concerned about the economy tanking because of uh, the governor's response? Uh, what are you seeing, uh, Representative West? Well, that, that's a great, I mean, I've had multiple people tell me about sitting there in their garage with their shotguns out. I mean, I've had people tell me this is the first time they ever loaded their weapons when they weren't hunting. Yeah. And uh, because they made it all the way up to Northtown, that would be uh, Brad's, Brad and Ken's future district. Yep. You know, that's my city. It's just crazy. And that I ever, I mean, I've heard a lot of those stories, but people, people want to talk about the things that affect their life, you know, because when they have their representative come to their door, this is their chance to actually talk about something that they think I can help them with. Whereas talking about these larger than life issues, you know, can like so many people feel powerless in the present situation because, you know, it's uh, crazy times we're living in. So I have outside of the riots, there's been a big focus on local stuff, but even the riots, the only reason people want to talk about those is because those are close to home and that's completely 
insane that it's even happening up in our neck of the woods. You know it. And, of course, it's uh, living in the Midway. It's near and dear to my heart. Of course, i got to deal with oh. Rena Moran, so all is well, I guess. Uh, we are way short on time. We'll have to talk with all three of you gentlemen here uh, again in the near future. Representative West, briefly, how can people find out more about your campaign and hopefully help out just a tad? Well, NolanWest.com uh, is always the best place to find information and my Facebook page, Rep Nolan West or Nolan West for Minnesota. Uh, the nice thing about social media is now we don't have to win over the media guys in order to get our message out. We can talk to the voters directly. So that's the best way. And there's a PCR program. I don't know if anybody's mentioned this yet, but if you're a Minnesota resident, you can donate $50 individually or $100 for a married couple to any state level and lower campaigns. So and Ken, me, or Brad and get that money fully refunded. Really stupid government program, but hey, it's the only time you get to choose where your tax dollars go. Take all the so help you can get. That's you can help for free. Absolutely. Representative Nolan West winning for re-election. Brad Sanford, how can people find out more about your campaign for the Senate in District 37? They can go to Sanford, the number 4MN.com, and uh, see my issues and uh, see me and my family, and they can also contribute. Absolutely, and you need all the help you can. Ken Wendling also out there. I don't know if you dropped the line or not, but I will post links to all three of your campaign sites. I want to get a moment here. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us. Best of luck. We will do this again shortly. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. One more hour to go. Ergo, the fun is literally just starting. See ya. Relief Factor, effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. 
Premier Pool and Spa still has those Arctic spas in stock. Yeah, you mean I can go in and get a spa right now with no waiting? That's right. Some of the models do have waiting, though, but they do have a lot of in-stock spas, too. They also have grills, pergolas, outdoor kitchens, fireplaces, you know, everything you need to make your backyard the perfect place to hang out in. Yeah, with as much time as we're spending at home, it's worth making it a great place to be, eh? You can do it yourself. I don't know about you, though. Or hire it out. That's maybe the better option, if you can find somebody to help you. Well, I know a couple of friends and maybe some ice-cold beverages that could come and help me. Well, maybe you'll come over and help, too. Yeah, we'll think about it. Well, go over to Premier Pool and Spa and see those Arctic spas today. They're the spas engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. Yeah, visit Premier Pool and Jan Essen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com.